Welcome to International Real Estate Advisors with C-Ray. Have you ever considered in your thoughts or dreams about how to buy, sell, or transact in the real estate world in a place outside your home country? Well, I know I have, and my guess is that you have too. If that is true, then you have come to the right place, my friend. Here, you will hear from advisors from all over the world about how to turn your dreams or thoughts into a reality. And you know, I got that feeling you're going to like it, baby. I got that feeling. people or are those opportunities available for people to partner with you on um, real estate opportunities, whether they be based out of Japan and or whether they be based out of the States or those options open yeah. for people to have a conversation with you about that? Oh, definitely. Yeah. I'm always willing to have a conversation. Even if I can't be the partner, I can show somebody. So <clears throat> I'm sorry, I can introduce somebody. So as an example, um, I got a, a message the other day uh, from a family who are stationed in Japan with the military, and they want to buy a house right outside of the base, um, and they want to eventually rent it to uh, military members. You actually can get very high rents compared to what the local Japanese Japanese population will pay, and it's a, it's a model I've looked into several times. The problem is because of their visa status, they can't get a loan in Japan. So they were looking for someone like me who lives here to get a loan, purchase the property in my name, and then to create an agreement with them, they were to actually live in the property for a while uh, and they'd pay me rent. And then eventually we would do sort of an owner financing rent to own type situation. <clears throat> and um I thought it was a great opportunity, but right now it just wasn't perfect for me. I don't have the setup. Um, so I was able to introduce them actually to Ziv, uh, the, the person I mentioned, and he was able to introduce them to um, a Japanese lady who actually does this quite often with military members. And so they were able to get what they wanted, or at least they've gotten some of the connections. So even if I can't do it, like, I, as I said, I, I don't, I haven't invested in Japan yet. I, I'm not against it. I would love to invest in Japan if the right opportunity came along. Um, and I have some interest, especially in things like resort properties here or these sort of military opportunities. But even if I can't do it, I usually have some connection that somebody that will do it, you know. Um, so I think there, it's always worth reaching out. In the United States right now, mostly I've been concentrating on syndications uh, so I've been passively investing in other people's syndications. And the main reason I've been doing that is, I, as I said earlier, I want to diversify out of residential, but there's a big learning curve to relearn how to do storage or industrial or something like that. So I'd rather invest with other people, at least in the beginning. But I do have one of the big things that I, I do have an interest in in the, U, in the U.S. is continuing to invest in single family houses, especially in um, uh, like Airbnb type properties. I think there's an opportunity right now. And because I've 
used all of my conventional loan slots, I'd be very interested to meet people that might be in, might want to partner uh, who have loan slots that could be used to, <coughs> you know, get better financing. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm I'm very accessible to people. Um, I'm usually on uh, Facebook, uh, Bigger Pockets, uh, and I can also give out my email address if anybody would like to contact me um, about uh, teaming up or just want to talk about real estate. Well, yeah, we, um, before you share that, I, I have something else I want to ask you just to make sure we didn't miss it. So <clears throat> we talked about a lot of things, or you talked about a lot of things. <laughs> so are there any, I don't know, current, good or bad, changes taking place that are going to have an effect, in your opinion, on you being able to continue to invest abroad or even if people were if you were looking to do something right there where you are now in Japan for like coming 2022 I don't know where you know elections and those things are but I, I just I'm just curious to know are there some things that I don't know I might have missed or forgot to ask you about that might be relevant to what we're talking about yeah I I don't know if I touched on it earlier but I probably did uh the biggest change is that Japan has completely overhauled the tax uh, situation with real in regards to real estate. And that applies <clears throat> not just to real estate like me that is being bought abroad, but even real estate in Japan. Um, and unfortunately, nobody knows all of the rules yet. They haven't really released everything. So even my CPA in Japan is a little bit like, uh, I'm not sure how they're going to treat this. Um, but one of the big things is that they have separated, like, I can use my real estate in Japan, losses of real estate against other real estate in Japan. And I can use my losses on real estate in the US against real estate in the US, but you can't do a crossover. Um, in addition to that, the benefit of owning in your personal name is gone. So there's nothing, the accelerated depreciation is gone. So it seems like it's better for, for most investments to own within some sort of corporate structure like an LLC um, because the, record, the reporting requirements in Japan are, are very easy when you own in an LLC. You just have to report your equity. You don't report any of the inner workings. So like I said, you can't do a 1031 exchange. You can do a 1031 exchange if it's within an LLC. So these are certain things that I haven't fully wrapped my head around. Um, I'm trying to work out what the best strategy is moving forward. And, and that's actually why uh, this year, a lot of my money that I'm getting from refinances and everything is just going back into my index funds because I'm still trying to work out the strategy for real estate moving forward. Um, even in syndications, it seems it's better to invest as an LLC rather than your personal name, um, which usually you don't need to do because there's you're a limited partner. You don't have liability. Why would I need uh, an LLC? But it's just the way that it's treated in Japan. Okay. Um, so, so there's a lot of things like that that are changing. And unfortunately, I don't have the answers to what's the best way to go. Um, but I'm keeping all of that in mind while I move forward. And I think one of the most important things, and this is for anybody who either lives in another country or wants to invest in the other country, is you need to understand 
that there are, how do I put this? Let me see. Like, as an example, I, I wanted to make a living trust in the U.S. that was for um, estate planning. And I went to an attorney who's actually very famous among real estate uh, investors, very large company. And I went to them and I said, I'd like to make this living trust. And I'm in Japan. Uh, and they said, oh, don't worry about it. We'll research everything. They created the living trust. And then I said, you know, before I do this, I want to double check with the Japanese attorney. And I went to the Japanese attorney and they're like, you can't structure it like this. They're, they're like, this is terrible. They said they don't know what they're doing. Like you need a U.S. attorney that knows how to create these trusts for these, for people living abroad and, and for Japan specifically. So in the end, I had to pay again to get a U.S. attorney who specializes in Japanese with a Japanese attorney working together to create, to create it. And so I think this is a big issue that can come up because a lot of people don't consider both sides and they'll just listen to their U.S. attorney that says, yeah, yeah, it's fine. Why would it matter in Japan? Well, it does matter in Japan. Like I can't move a property to an LLC without a sale occurring. Um, but my U.S. attorney didn't know that. So they were just like, oh, just move these properties to an LLC. We'll get commercial financing. Can't do it. you know. So I think that's one of the most important things is to really make sure you have competent American professionals that understand about investing abroad, especially in the particular country. And then you use competent professionals in that country that can kind of work together. That's a really good, uh, that, that's, that's what, if no, if no one listens to anything else on this episode, which I hope you will, because there was a <laughs> lot, a lot of fabulously great knowledge uh, unloaded that Daniel shared, but that's one that I don't, hear people talk about, I, you know, because I've talked to, um, you know, a number of international real estate attorneys and they, they usually do say almost like they can kind of handle all of it. And it's like, I've always kind of thought like, can you know, like, you know what I mean? It just seems like a lot to know, like, yeah. you just never know what country someone's going to be wanting to participate in. So I'm just, you know what I mean? Not to say that people aren't smart, you know, you know, you all, you know, dipped in butter and shine and stuff. But it just, that's a lot of stuff to know. You know what I'm saying? And it's like, most people, we all have limits. So it's just like, it would seem like, yeah, you probably, okay, you can have your international term, but you probably still want to have that that person with those grassroots and that that grounding and that knowledge from that 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 other country as well. So I yeah. totally appreciate you putting that out there. That's, that's good stuff. Okay, now, how do people go about contacting you? Yeah, so um, I my email address is danielmgpcm at gmail.com. Uh, and that's that's probably the easiest way besides Facebook. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Bigger Pockets Money, mostly the, um, the Facebook page. Uh, but just in Facebook in general, you can reach out to me on there as well. Um, I am working on some other projects uh, in terms of uh, we do have we have a, a Facebook group that's actually started off as investing from Japan. So it's foreigners investing from Japan. So if there's anybody that's in that particular situation, that's a good Facebook group. And I can tell you about it if you reach out. But we're actually transforming it a little bit to be more of a focus of expats living abroad 
and uh, investing in that country and then, you know, back in their, their home countries. So, uh, and uh, that that's called Expat Fire Club. And that's kind of, kind of coming soon. So. Is that only uh, for people? Like, could I join Daniel? Or, or yeah, yeah. Let me in? <laughs> no, no, we'll let everybody in. So like, as an example, we did a few podcast ep- episodes so far with Expat Fire Club. We haven't released them yet, but most of the podcast episodes we we had were people that are like syndicators in the U.S. because we wanted to show those opportunities to expats of how to get into syndications or, um, you know, other people. We have one guy that actually used to live in Japan and has now moved back to the United States. So, yeah, we're, we're not we wouldn't be limiting to just people, <coughs> you know, uh, uh, living abroad. Oh, cool. Yeah, because there's like a lot of good at least in Texas and I'm in Houston, but a lot of great opportunities uh, here. And for me, the multifamily space, so I love to be able to share with people because I'm like, people don't understand. There are a lot of unrealized opportunities here. Uh, A lot of competition, but still a lot of unrealized opportunities that um, I think a lot of people are interested in. Yeah, and I think that's the thing, as I I said, it's, it's a lot easier for Americans living abroad to actually invest back in the US, especially with real estate because of the limitations that we have. So um, you still, even if somebody's living abroad, they can get a lot of value from someone like yourself who's working in the space in a particular state or area of the country. Yeah. Awesome. Oh man, you you dropped a lot of great knowledge and oh, this was fun. And I got some fun questions. Do you have like just three more minutes of your time? Yeah, definitely. Okay, first one's first. What is the most exotic or just unprecedented dessert you've ever had? Since I know you've been a lot of places, man. Dessert? Yes. Oh, okay. Let me see. Let me see. Dessert. Uh, Let's see. Japan is not well known for desserts. Um, But I would say... Um, let me see. There's so there's a temple near where I live called Ishiyamadera, and it's actually a very famous temple. There was uh, some the, the first novel was written there, um, and they have a right outside. There's a temple stall that sells uh, something called manju, and uh, it's it's kind of like mochi or or, or like oh. that. It's got a red bean paste inside. But what's different about it, and it actually may not be made of rice. I'd have to look it up. It's um, they they have a burnt sugar coating on the outside. It's very different than the most what you see in Japan most of the time. Um, so it's like a caramel coating that they burn on the outside when they cook it. And I don't usually like manju, but this one place is so good. And whenever I'm there, and you can get them hot right outside of that. Uh, temple. Uh, and that's the only place I've ever eaten them. I'm sure they sell them in other places in Japan, but. Wow. Sounds interesting, Manji. Okay. I have to yeah. keep that at my mental plug. Okay. <laughs> next one. What instrument, if you played one or if you could, would you play and why? Um, so I do play guitar a little bit. What? Uh, yeah, so I started when you I was like a Jimi Hendrix. <laughs> <laughs> not not that good. I, I kind of uh, yeah, just more like uh, acoustic guitar. Um, 
and I think a guitar is great because you can you can carry it with you. Like I always think people who play drums or or something or even a violin, like you know, I mean, you can carry a violin with you, but it doesn't really fit in with different musical styles. Guitar you can use for everything. I mean, everything from classical to rock to jazz to blues. You know, even even Japanese traditional songs can be played in guitar. So uh, I think guitar is the most uh, you know universal uh, instrument. So I would pick that. You picked that one. How's that? What does it tell us about Daniel? We don't want to know what you're reading. No, I'm just kidding. No, what does it tell us about you? <laughs> uh, I think it tells you that when I was a teenager, I was trying to pick up girls, and guitar <laughs> seemed like the best way to do it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Okay. <laughs> oh man, okay. So if you could be any actor, who would you be and why? Any actor? Okay. Yeah. Who would I be? Um I'm not gonna I tell you would... who your picture, like before you came on the camera. There's a when I first saw it, there's a there's an actor that came in my head, but okay. Kevin James. Me. Huh? Do you think I look like, is it Kevin James? No, I don't even know who that is. Who is that? No, uh, it's not Kevin James. Oh, uh, okay. Well, some people say I look like Kevin James. Okay, I don't um, know who he is, but now I'm going to have to go look him up. Yeah, yeah. It's like, you know, remember, uh, what was he in? He was in um, uh, King of Queens. Do you remember King of Queens? Kind of a big guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh. You he, he probably look like him. <laughs> so I, I didn't used to have a beard. And when I had a, when I didn't have a beard, that, I looked a lot like him, but um, probably with the beard, maybe not as much. Um, actor, so fam- let me see. I, I love movies and TV shows and uh, everything. So I would, let me see, favorite a- uh, actor I want to be. I'm trying to think of one that would have the easy, I want to be Jack Black. <laughs> Jack Black, Jack Black, Jack Black. Uh, really? Like a, uh, you know he's in uh, he's in Jumanji most recently School of Rock. No, he's Kung no. Fu Panda. Okay, I, I I've seen some I think some clippings from that. And this is my reasoning for Jack Black okay. because it you know of course I want to look like The Rock or or something like this, but I know that The Rock is in the gym four or five hours a day, <laughs> and he's eating plain chicken breast and all this type of stuff. Jack Black. His, you know, he's a little bit chubby. Uh, he's super funny. Everybody loves him, but he doesn't have to go through these, you know, most of these actors like dieting and then they're gaining weight for roles and doing all this. I don't want to do any of that. So I think Jack Black, he's happy in his own skin. That's who I want to be. <laughs> awesome. I love it. You know, who the, the picture that uh, comes up before you come to the uh, screen. I, I don't know why I thought Adam Sandler. And I think it was the way you were yeah. kind of sitting there. Um, yeah, like this. Or exactly. And I guess yeah. that's just who hit my mind initially when it popped up. And I was like, oh. <laughs> and then when you camped and now you said, camp, I was like, oh, no, I can see it. Because, you know, one of my the most memorable times when I was watching King of Queens is when uh, uh-huh. his wife was trying to learn how to pole dance. Oh, that's my favorite. I show oh that to gosh. everybody. I love it. Was it was so funny because when he like, let me show you how to do it. I was like, <laughs> oh my gosh, did he just literally show her how to pole dance? Yeah. That was hilarious to me because he seemed like he was hurting to watch her try to do that pole. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, 
And I uh, used to kind of make fun of it. And then I went and took a class um, with a class pass. It was pole dancing class. It probably would have been hilarious to see us in there because a lot of uh-huh. us had, it was like one chick. I said, I think she'd been here before. I don't know. If she, I think she, <laughs> I think she got a night job. You know, she had those, those <laughs> five inch heels on. Yeah. And she was she was on that pole upside down. That's what I'm saying. She was doing way too well, and I was like, "How she get way up there?" Because the girl was telling us you only have to go up so high. Because a lot of us were in there, we had been to like Pilates classes and uh-huh. yoga, so we were like, "Okay, have you ever been? No, I've never been." And we were just talking, but that one girl, she working that pole. But I thought about uh, when you said him, his name. I was like, "Oh, that was I think the funniest episode when he was teaching her." Oh, I love it. I, I show it. I've showed it to everybody when they don't know him. I'm like, "This is my favorite." I, I will say, um, you know, speaking of actors, my only claim to fame is that. Uh, so I, t- I think I, uh, maybe I said it in the episode or offline. I was saying I used to teach martial arts, and I used to teach. My two students were Jaden and Willow Smith. So I used to teach them karate when they, yeah, when they were little kids and they were the nicest little kids. I did not know who their parents were because they used to come with their nanny. Mm -hmm. Um, And, but they were the kindest little kids you ever met in your life. They were super nice. Willow was four, I think. And Jaden at the time, maybe seven or eight, Um, but they were really nice. And then when they did their belt test, that's when I met Will and, and, and Jada uh came to his belt test but i didn't know before that um because they never bragged about it i I always tell this story about Jaden, which i thought was great because um i did know at that point that his father was will smith and we were stretching on the mat and one of the other kids was talking about how his father made a commercial for his uh furniture company and it's like a very local commercial it was on it was on uh, like the persian channel and I was a little worried that Jaden would be like, my father's Will Smith. Like, what are you, what are you talking about? Who cares if dad was on the commercial? And he didn't do that at all. He was like, that's so great, man. That's awesome. You know, and he was really encouraging to him. And I was like, that's incredible. And they both spoke Spanish. Their, their nanny. Yeah, yeah. So they were really cool kids. But I remember um, that's my only claim to fame is that I did actually teach karate to the future karate kid. That is... <laughs> Man, that okay, memorable moment. That that's that's really awesome. Um, so what do you, you know, like when you see them now and they're in the different um commercials and movies? Yeah, and, I don't know the red carpets. I guess does it always just kind of like wow? They seem like time flat. Uh, who by yeah. kids are now grown. I I really wonder if they know me. If I I mean I taught them for a couple of years. I always wonder if I saw them because I haven't seen them since they were very very little that they remember who I was. Um, but uh, yeah. So I yeah, it's really interesting. Um, and so that was they've really grown up. We're in. Were you already in Japan at that time? By no, no, no. I was living in California. In California, so, okay. Yeah, they actually, my hometown is where they live. They live in a, a place called Agora Hills, California. Uh-huh. Um, and uh, so that's, they just, it was just a local karate dojo that they used to come to. And wow. uh, yeah, I, I, as I said, for a long time, I never knew they were Will Smith's kids until we had a testing, but. Um, wow. Oh man, well, it's been awesome. I thank you so much for taking out your time yeah. today. Cause I know you got other stuff to do, but given me and my audience, some of your morning, we, we appreciate you um, very much. Thank and, you so uh, much. 
thank you for coming on and sharing and we'll have to have you back on again to update yeah. us and just kind of let us know what you're working on. Yeah, definitely. Uh, hopefully in the future, maybe I'll have some Japan investment so I can tell you about something local. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Before I let go, if you heard something today in this episode that resonated with you and you would like to conversate about it more, please do reach out to me and or my guests. And if you really want to do something sexy, tune in each week for new episodes and leave a review and let me know your thoughts. Thank you for tuning in to International Real Estate Advisors with C-Ray. Listen soon.